Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question. Hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try to find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred January 20th. Quick, what show am I thinking of? Suburbanite, struggling to deal with medical debt, turns to selling drugs in order to make enough money to support their family. Sounds like it could be a couple of shows, doesn't it? Most notably, Weeds, and also Breaking Bad. In fact, Breaking Bad's creator, Vince Gilligan, said that had he been more aware of Weeds, he never would have continued to pursue his own show, and we never would have had Walter White and Jesse Pinkman in our lives. So that's something to think about. This is episode 100, by the way, and I wanted to invite longtime supporter of the show, and more importantly, my friend, Matt Van from The Van Cave, on as a guest, but for those of you who don't know, just over a month ago, Matt lost his battle with cancer and passed away. And as I searched and struggled for a way to honor him, try as I might, I just couldn't find a way that felt right. But in my search, I stumbled onto this. The year was 2008, and on this day, January 20th, Breaking Bad first premiered. So why Breaking Bad? I know Matt's told this story a few times, but I'm not sure if he ever did it on an episode of his show. But the original incarnation of the Van Cave began as a group of friends who loved the show Breaking Bad and got together to watch it and to have a good time. During season breaks, or after the series ended, everyone continued to meet and a few people, like myself, began to show up. And then it eventually morphed into something else entirely. And so, armed with this information and the connection of the show to my friend, I thought we would talk about Breaking Bad today. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't find a whole lot of information on this, so most of the episode is using two main sources, one of them being Wikipedia. So, take it with a grain of salt. So, how did Breaking Bad come about? According to the article I read in my many minutes of research, The idea came to Vince Gilligan, who was a writer that had previously worked on the X-Files, as well as movies such as Hancock, which came out the same year as Breaking Bad, during a period of unemployment. He was on the phone one day when an idea crept into his mind. The idea was simple. A hero's descent into villainy. He would later say, Television is historically good at keeping its characters in a self-imposed stasis. When I realized this, the logical next step was to think, how can I do a show in which the fundamental drive is towards change? Knowing the show was a risky idea, and that it would be a difficult thing to pitch, he wrote an outline and a pilot, and began to shop the show around. It went pretty much like he expected. Sony Pictures Television became interested and set up meetings for Gilligan to pitch his idea to other networks. Showtime passed on it as they already had Weeds, a show with a similar premise. 
This setback caused Gilligan to almost shelve the idea, but it was saved when producers were able to convince him that it would be different enough. HBO and TNT, it's dynamite, passed on the project, and that's when FX began to show interest. They put the show in active development. The only problem was that they were also actively developing a crime-based drama, Dirt, starring Courtney Cox. This female-led show was favored by FX as they already had three male-led shows, and they ultimately passed on Breaking Bad, giving its one open slot to Dirt. The struggle was real, and they continued to look for a new home, and that's when AMC came knocking. AMC was looking for original shows to go alongside Mad Men, which was starting up around the same time. Intrigued by the idea, they set up a meeting which AMC ended by outlining their plan to acquire the show from FX, which at this point, still owned it. It would take a year, but Sony Pictures Television would get the rights and take the show to AMC. Now that the show was moving towards production, they began to look for their two leads. Brian Cranston was cast as Walter White in part because of his work with Gilligan on the X-Files. He actually contributed much to the character and design of who Walter White was before the start of the show, as well as to the ongoing evolution of the character, often calling out the writers when he felt Walt wasn't being properly handled. Cranston was even known to call Gilligan directly when disagreements were not resolved. In contrast to this, however, he was playful on set, being called a kid trapped in a man's body. For the role of Jesse, Aaron Paul was cast. He too had worked with Gilligan on the X-Files, but many thought he was too much of a pretty boy to be taken seriously as a meth head. Despite this, he was cast and he would impress and win everyone over by his second episode. I won't talk in great detail about the meth in the show, except to say that it was rock candy from a local shop in Albuquerque where they filmed the series. Also, as an interesting side note, apparently the DEA taught both Cranston and Paul how to make meth, and they even acted as consultants on the show after producers informed them of what they were trying to accomplish. AMC ordered nine episodes, but due to the 2007-2008 writer's strike, it was cut down to seven. As has become common knowledge by now, originally, either Hank, Walt's brother-in-law, or Jesse, his partner in meth, were to be killed off by the end of the first season, but the strength of both actors, in addition to the shortened season due to the strike, saved them both from the chopping block, and according to some, actually saved the show. Gilligan later remarked, It became clear early on that it would be a huge, colossal mistake to kill off Jesse. The original arc moved too quickly, and as stated, the show was moving down a different creative path than it would eventually land on. Had the show continued as it was, it is believed it would have seen cancellation by season 3, and would never have been able to finish its story. And that's a story in itself. AMC was actually losing interest in the show after the third season, and told producers it would likely be its last. FX, once again, showed interest in acquiring the show after canceling Dirt after only two seasons, and Netflix was quickly making a deal to start it on its own streaming service. This increased interest and viewership led AMC to renew the series and allow it to continue and ultimately conclude its story. And they would conclude it. 
First with a split fifth and final season consisting of 16 episodes, and then with the film El Camino, which premiered on Netflix. A prequel-sequel series, Better Call Saul, was made with Bob Odenkirk's lawyer Saul Goodman character, which is ongoing at the time of recording. When the show premiered, it didn't premiere to over-the-top ratings, but it grew in popularity to become something all of its own. At 62 episodes, the story has inspired many, some in the wrong way, as there have been some attempting to copy it. But nonetheless, it has remained a major piece of pop culture from the last 20 years. And that's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a break and a review. That helps me out and helps students in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh, <sighs>